Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. Hey, man, it is bonus week on Text Talk. I got a buddy who loves baseball, but what he really likes is when it goes to extra innings. Mm -hmm. And he always says, Free baseball. Free text talk. We pay for the nine innings, but when it gets to 10, now we're in free baseball. That's and that, exactly That's what right. week 53 is here for season two. Yeah, you subscribe for 52 weeks. You get week 53 for free. Bonus week. And what would be more appropriate for a bonus week than a greatest hits psalm? <laughs> greatest hits psalm, yes. I think absolutely. we've got one of David's greatest hits. It must be because it appears twice. It's in two collections of psalms. That's exactly right. So we're, and, uh, this and should sound very familiar. Ones, the best ones are in multiple collections. That's exactly right. That's, a, that's exactly right. So here we are in Psalm 53. Hey, by the way, this is episode 401. Episode for 401. Text Talk. All yeah, right. we, we did our 400th episode last Friday. This is episode 401. So bonus week, episode 401. Oh, by the way, season three starts next Monday. Yes. Moving to Matthew. Yes. So, hey, go to our Facebook group. Anybody who has questions or, or things that you think need to be brought out in Matthew, we might be able to bring that in as we go through the 28 yeah. chapters of Matthew over the next 28 weeks. What we learn is anything is possible. Anything <laughs> is possible. All right. Psalm 53 to the choir master. According to Mahalath, a mascal of David. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt, doing abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all fallen away. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Have those who work evil no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God? There they are in great terror, where there is no terror. For God scatters the bones of him who encamps against you. You put them to shame, for God has rejected them. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When God restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice, let Israel be glad." So I said a minute ago, a greatest hits psalm from yep. David, um, because this is a very close, very close uh, repeat of Psalm 14. Yes. There, there are a few little differences that we're going to talk about, but yeah, it's, it's basically Psalm 14 again. It basically is. There's a couple of minor differences. There's one significant difference that I know we'll get to in our conversations, but it is, for the most part, a repeat. Yeah, of Psalm Second 14. Serving. So when I'm looking at this psalm, I, I guess I'm I'm trying to peek into what are a couple of those differences. Why is it that someone would put this psalm one of the one of the collectors of psalms? Why would the same psalm be placed again in a second book with you know only minor modification? One of the things I see is is the heading. Okay, so you've got this fun word which I think you did a great job saying. I probably won't do as good of a job. <laughs> Mahala. Sounds good. All right. To the chief musician set to Mahaloth, or according to Mahaloth. That appears to be a tune. All right. A, a way to sing the song. That heading is different from Psalm 14. Okay. Psalm 14 just says to the chief musician, a psalm of David. One of the things I wonder is, is this a new setting of the same words? 
new music, new tunes, a different performance style, perhaps, for basically the same words, that would give it, make it a fresh psalm. It's interesting that you say that. Critics will look at this and say, ah, see, this isn't from God. This is ridiculous. You've got some ignorant psalmist who can't even remember what psalms he's put in earlier in the in the book and just repeating these psalms. This is so silly. You know, one of the things that I say is we've got modern songbooks for churches that have songs repeated but to different tunes. We certainly do. And so you, you might find them to uh, one one has a setting in a major key and then another mm-hmm. setting in a minor key. Yeah, and even Psalms. I mean, I, I one example I think of is the Lord is my shepherd. Oh, well, we've I, got three or four different yeah, versions of that. Yeah, I see multiple of that. of that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sometimes it's just, just a different tune, and it, it may emphasize different aspects of the yeah. song and, and seem to, to drive home different points as you're going through it. Or you might have one that's a, a, um, a peppier, more jubilant that comes yeah. off with more praise versus one that is slower and more somber that becomes more contemplative or reflective yeah. as you're singing it and it it just it allows that same song to be sung in different settings so i think that's interesting you bring that up that in 53 it even gives it what seems to be a, a, tune, a tune or, or some or here's some type indication. of meter or right. something that says hey do it like this whereas in psalm 14 that wasn't there you know one of the um, other things kind of dovetailing with that is that you said ah people have forgotten what book they put a psalm in (laughs) maybe this is a good time just to remind ourselves you know that's right in my english bible i turn to the book of psalms and they're all numbered together but when i look a little closer actually the book of psalms is divided into different books in and of themselves And so it's not like the same psalm got stuck in the back of book one and he forgot he'd already put it in there. This is a different collection of psalms. It would have been its own scrolls. It would have been kept in its own place. So we've got five books of psalms. Mm -hmm. Psalm 1 through 41 is the first book. Psalm 42 through 72 is the second book. Psalm 73 through 89 is the third book. Psalm 90 through 106 is the fourth book. Psalm 107 through 50 is the fifth book. So we're, we're actually in the middle of the second book. Yeah, we're in book two. Right now. Psalm 14, of course, was way at the early parts of book one. Mm-hmm. And we have on this, uh, again, different collections of psalms. Right. And so as the various books were being compiled and psalms placed together, what we find is when collecting book one, there was a reason to put Psalm 14 where it is. Yeah. And when these psalms being collected here in book two, uh, the collector said, here's a good spot to put this almost exactly the same psalm. Again, it is different, but almost the same. And I wonder if, if we could draw again, instead of saying, oh, somebody forgot, um, an analogy, maybe it's a weak analogy, but a kind of an analogy to the way hymnals work, that, you know, certain songs are written, I'll give you an example, like A Mighty Fortress, okay, Martin Luther. And that song has such legs that it's been translated into other languages, and you can't hardly buy a hymnal that doesn't have that psalm in it. Right. All the, excuse me, song in it. Uh, almost, you know, and a hymnal would just be kind of incomplete without it. So, you know, I, I look at our own kind of hymnody and see that it's not, I forgot a song. It's almost like, man, when I put this collection together, I really ought to have this. Yeah. It's a choice. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. And so we find, and I think in that, we recognize that uh, back in back in the uh, first collection, uh, in book one, you've got Psalm 14, especially as it's setting up Psalm 15. Psalm okay. 15 asks the question, who may dwell on God's holy hill? Mm-hmm. Psalm 14 precedes that with this discussion of the fool, the fool who... You know, is not going to be saved. The fool who does not do what God says. Followed up with this psalm that talks all about the guy who gets to be on the holy hill is the person who does surrender to God, who praises God, who 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 lives according to God's will. And so we see a great contrast. I can actually understand why the collector of the first book of Psalms placed those two together. Yeah. Here we find this psalm, Psalm 53, right after the whole Doeg Saul psalm. Yeah. We've we've got this this accusation of a mighty man who actually what's he behaving like? He's behaving like a fool. So it makes perfect sense that we follow it up with a psalm that Rebukes the fool. Rebukes the fool. So, so we see how it fits in the collection. We'll, we'll yeah. actually have, I think, more to say about that, especially, um, say, like on Thursday. I'd like us to really consider some of the things that happen there. Maybe it's Wednesday, but well, I think it, I think it's important today because we're talking about uh, different um, considerations for why a psalm is set where it is, and certainly in the context. One of the neat things about season two, Edwin, has been the the discovery of themes, sort of sub themes, running through multiple psalms together, uh, and and you know to to see it in play again here. Well, you know, at this point, at the end of season two of Tech Talk, now I know. Well, I should be looking for that kind of thing. I should expect that kind of thing. I appreciate you bringing that up because I think the fact that this psalm is found twice actually supports that idea. Because if every psalm was just its own individual unit that had nothing in connection with anything around it, then it would be really shocking to find a psalm and one that it's almost exactly the same psalm right. as elsewhere. Because why would well, you repeat? What would you, what else would you get out of it? But yeah. when we recognize that we should see connections between psalms before and after, all of a sudden it makes sense that you would have a repeat here or there. Yeah, absolutely. Greatest hits. <laughs> well, look, here's, you know, for me, oh, try, kind of putting this into a cultural context today. I, I heard this. Somebody else made this point. I can't remember now where I heard this. It was some podcast I was listening to some time ago. But I felt like this was a really good point. As he highlighted, when the skeptics attack this repetition, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot like being at a musical. Mm-hmm. Recently, I got to go see The Music Man. Yeah, great show. And you've got um, Goodnight My Someone and 76 Trombones are two mm-hmm. songs in the first act. Right. Then in the second act, you have them again. They're reprised. But it's a reprise. You you have the, the main character, Professor Hill, mm-hmm. and the, his c- counterpart, Marion, singing these two songs, but now they're kind of blended together. Yeah. It would be kind of silly for someone to say... <laughs> Didn't that author know that he had already put those songs in in the first act? That is so ridiculous. Now we recognize that, you know, there there is a place for that. And that's what's happening here. It's maybe rather than repeat, we should say reprise. So, oh, there you Calling go. Calling back. Calling back. Calling back, bringing to mind again, now that we are in the second act. Yeah. Or second book of the Psalms. So if it's worth singing... It's worth singing twice. I think that is absolutely <laughs> correct. Anything that's worth singing is worth singing twice. It's worth singing again. It's worth bringing back to mind. It's it's worth putting into these new contexts and yeah. seeing how they impact our thinking. And I, I think 
if we're going to say that, what we need to recognize then is that the rebuke of the fool, the fool who yeah. says there is no God, that is worth saying twice. And I don't have to come up with a new way to say it. It just needs to be said. The person who says there is no God in his heart is a fool. Yeah. The fool said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and have done abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. I, that rebuke is bleak. I, I guess when I think about reprises, maybe I think of more upbeat, <laughs> up to kind of messages. But who knows? Maybe that uh, Mahalath tune was really swinging. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the idea is that no matter where we are, no matter what context we're in, no matter what's going on around us, whether it's attack or or victory, or whether we've got enemies that are coming against us, or whether we seem to be taking the day, the thing to understand is acting like there is no God, mm-hmm. whether we're talking about an intellectual atheism or a practical atheism, living as if there is no God, living a godless life, is folly. Yeah, it's, it's foolish. It's absolutely foolish. In fact, not only should this be so repeated, I think Paul repeated some of this in Romans chapter 3. <laughs> He certainly did. He brought in the reprise. When he wanted to talk about sin, mm-hmm. he brought this up. Yeah, and the and the worldwide difficulty and condemnation because of it. The fool said in his heart, there is no God. Well, we're so glad that you've joined us for bonus week of text Talk. We're off to a great start. Hope that you'll be back tomorrow. Uh, let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. We believe you. We believe that you are there. Father, your word needs to be repeated again and again that it might be taken into our heart and written upon our heart. And we pray, Father, that we might seek that wisdom, that knowledge that begins with you and the fear of you to push out all foolishness and certainly that foolishness that denies you. God, help us to walk in truth this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.